What's going on, my SPAC traders out there? Yes, it's a tough day in the market, but we're here. We got Chris and Mitch. What? In the house. Hit that like. Let's get the SPACs attack started. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. What's going on out there? I know that you guys must be checking your pulse right now with this type of market. We're going to talk about checking your pulse in a company that got an FDA warning. Guys, stay tuned. We got a great show for you. We'll talk about some top specs. And of course, we'll bring on the brains to this show. His name is Chris Ketchy. Some know him as Chrisopedia. Some might know him as the guy from the roadmap, the NFT king over here. What's going on, Chris? Hey, Mitch. What's going on? Yeah, I hope you had a great weekend. Hey, we're back. Right, we haven't had a show since Monday. Back, so, it, Spacks Attack is back. It looks like some people in the chat missed us, so we're happy to be back. Uh, but yeah, uh, market's not looking uh, too hot, but uh, we definitely we got some news to cover, and we can get into some stocks to watch maybe on a red day like today. Hey, like always, there's gonna be ups and downs in the Spacks. We're gonna be talking about it. And Chris, I think we need to do another one of these, man. Another another SPACs underneath 10? I think we might need to do another of those shows. If you guys don't remember, this was one of our most popular shows. And look back at that. It's always fun to look back at our old shows, see how we were looking at SPACs. And definitely we'll take a look at that. But before then, let's go ahead and get into some headlines. Chris, before we get into headlines today, I do want to talk about an event coming up. Now, one thing that we do want to know is that, hey, Guys, we always want to talk about these asset classes that are probably untouched and at least unmastered. And I think one of those unmastered areas really is cannabis. Why? Because there's still just so many questions, whether it be when regulation is going to come down, how do the taxes come into play, the banking system, so many questions yet unanswered. And you guys can find out so many of these answers at the one and only yeah, love that promo. That cannabis conference is going to be great. I know I saw Clever Leaves among the companies presenting. They, of course, went public via SPAC. So if you want more information on cannabis companies, make sure you check out the Benzinga Cannabis Conference. Let's dive into some headlines, and then we're going to spend some time looking at our watch list in detail and also looking at some stocks to watch. First of October, yes, we are. October fall is here. And then if we have time, of course, we'd love to get to some ticker time. So if you guys have tickers, please hold them right now. But we'll be calling on those in a little bit. Let's start the day with some analyst ratings. We, of course, had lots of analyst ratings last week, too, that we didn't get to. But I want to start out with the fresh ones from today. So up first, we have Beauty Health Skin, S-K-I-N, one of the better performing SPACs. Owen and company initiating coverage with an outperform rating and a price target of $32. This, again, has been a high flyer. We're over $26. Um, but, you know, it, it looks like more room to run. 52-week high of $28.62. You've got Cohen and company saying that they still don't have huge name brand awareness and there is room for more opportunities. So keep an eye out, S-K-I-N. 
Then one of our uh, followers from uh, a time ago and a, a gainer late last week on their news was Ride Lordstown Motors, R-I-D-E. So RBC Capital is maintaining an underperform, but raising the price target to $5. So Ride, of course, had news last week that selling their Lordstown plant in Ohio to Foxconn. They are going to rent it from Foxconn. And also we're going to see Fisker rent part of that space too. So two uh, SPACs to watch on this Foxconn factory news. Um, but yeah, R-I-D-E, keep an eye out the, the analyst note here. I'm just wondering at this point is, you know, what, where was the price target before this? Because if the raise was till five, I mean, was the prior price target at three? Do do we know what the prior tar- price target was, Chris? I don't. You know that was my question too. Is it's <laughs> kind of like, hey, I think shares are going to underperform, but maybe they're not going to underperform by as much as I as said. Bad. So <laughs> you, you know, and, and again, I, I think that factory news, right? It, it's slightly bullish for the company, right? They're going to get that cash infusion, right, by selling that factory. But now they're going to turn around and have an added expense, right? Before they own the factory, now they're going to lease the factory. So they're going to lease and pay rent. And Foxconn's going to be able to use that building, you know, for other vehicles. They're partnering with Fisker, which Fisker, of course, isn't doing a pickup truck right now. You know, they're focused on cars and SUVs. But Mitch, what happens uh, when Fisker wants to do a pickup truck and Foxconn has, you know, two companies making pickup trucks in the same facility competing against each other? I mean, that could be a story to watch in a couple of years. I I still just don't know about Lordstown Motors, you know, on a long term basis, if they can, you know, get this truck to market and compete. They may still need more money and I don't know what's left to sell at this point. Yeah, you know, one of the things I would say is, when we talk about Ride, we got to keep in mind we have another company that is going to be going public, right, Chris? Coming out soon, Rivian coming yeah, so soon with a with a, a, a truck a huge that huge is IPO on the market, right? And so that's my biggest thing, Chris, that I've been watching, and I think there's going to be definitely some of these that get to the forefront and start competing with some of these major truck producers, right? And so Ride is going to have to compete with what? Is it going to have to compete with A, the Tesla truck, B, the Rivian truck, and C, the Ford Lightning? Yeah. I can tell you right now, those are not the three that I want to compete against. No, I mean, that pickup truck market is huge, right? And Ford has dominated the F-150, the top selling, not just truck, the top selling vehicle in the US, right? And now they're going to make an electric version of it. I don't think I'd want to compete with any of those three either, Mitch. Um, but Lordstown, you know, it, it seems like they still want to keep on that plan. So we we wish them the best and we will follow along with the story here. But yeah, $5 price target and underperform rating, not the greatest thing for them to hear this morning. Our other analyst note, we have Astra Space, A-S-T-R. Bank of America beginning coverage with an underperform rating. They're calling out limited upside and development risk. So they said, while Astra plans to target the growing small satellite launch market, we believe the lack of proven performance will weigh on the share price. 
And they said that they're several paces behind Rocket Lab and Virgin Orbit, two competitors. So they're giving a price target of $9 here on Astrospace. I, I do like Astrospace. There's several, uh, you know, space stocks out there. This among them. We're trading at 784, down 7% today, you know, on that analyst note. One stock out there that is trading higher today, we have Jasper Therapeutics, JSPR. So shares are trading higher after it was announced that Amgen, a leading pharmaceutical company, owns 2.7 million shares of the company. So remember, Jasper was the one that had high redemption and shares took off right on that low float trade. So we traded all the way over $15 last week before crashing down under $10. Then we saw another big move up and now today up 15% on that news from Amgen. Remember, this is a low float. So there is the possibility that this one could run today. But as always, be careful out there with these low float, high redemption plays. Then we have Tattooed Chef, TTCF. So I talked earlier this year, right? They were getting added to Target stores. They have good relationships with us, Sam's Club, Costco, and other retailers. The news out today that they now have their products in public supermarkets. I, of course, don't know the Publix brand as well here in Michigan, but I'm guessing, Mitch, since you used to live in Florida, I'm guessing you know Publix, because when I went to Disney World, I know we went and got our groceries at Publix, and it's it's a big deal down there. Uh, what do you know about Publix? How big of a deal is this? This is this is how you know that I know about Publix. All I gotta say is those public tender subs. Oh man, those are good. If there's anything I miss about Publix, Chris, is going to Publix and getting me a tender sub. They just, you know, just chicken tenders sub, but man. The classic at Publix. Can't go wrong then. And I mean, if you guys know Publix, I would compare it to Kroger's because it's very at that level. Now, one thing that I would uh, stand out in Publix is that you're going to get the higher quality item. We're not talking kind of that that budget grocery store. We're talking high-end grocery store with the high-end products. But hey, one thing about Publix that they do well is customer service. A lot of people talk about Publix and their customer service. We'll see if it continues. Tattooed Chef, we'll see if it comes back. I mean, let's take a look really quickly. Daily chart, eh, has it just hanging out today? We'll see if it can get back above 19. Mitch, I, I love that call out that they sell, you know, not as cheap of products, right? They're not a discount grocery. They're more of a, a not higher end, but a little bit higher price point. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I like that because that's where I want Tattooed Chef's products to be at, right, is a place where people are willing to spend that extra money. I mean, if you're Tattooed Chef, your plant-based food, you are a little bit higher priced than some of the food options out there. So uh, I think that's a great deal for them. So we'll keep an eye out on Tattooed Chef. And another high flyer of recent, uh, ARQQ, uh, so Arkeet Quantum. Shares are up 6% today. The company announced that their founders voluntarily extended the lockup. So what that means is that the founder shares will not be able to be sold as quick as normal. This is a kind of a bullish sign from the company that the founders are staying put, not selling those shares. You see that chart. I mean, this was a high flyer, right? Formerly uh, DFNS, I believe. Um 
you know, it, it took off and then it cooled off. But as people see the story, I, I think we're going to see more interest in it. It does have quantum in the name. This is a cloud play, a SaaS play. Um, so it's in several of those high growth areas. So keep an eye out on ARQQ. Then OfferPad, O-P-A-D, those shares are trading down. The company announced an offering last week. So shares are down 14%. We're down to 730 right now. Um, this is something that, that Mitch and I have actually talked about, right? What happens when these companies get high redemption at SPAC merger vote date? They probably are going to raise more money as we go forward, right? If you announced a SPAC merger deal and you were counting on $500 million of cash and you only get $250 million in cash, you probably want to raise that other money so you can complete your projections, your plan, right? Without that money, you may not be able to hit on everything that you've said. So I do like OPAD. Um, it's in the same space as Open Door, Zillow, these online real estate plays. But down today on that mixed shelf offering, it does like look like we will get earnings from OfferPad later this month. So that could be a catalyst. We could see those housing numbers come into play. So keep an eye out. OPAD. Then we got news on a, a big one, right? Uh, Polestar which recently uh, announced a SPAC merger with GGPI, a Gore SPAC. So they announced the opening of their New York City retail space. This is their 20th sales market. So they plan to have 35 locations in the U.S. by the end of 2022. Right now, 20 locations. Polestar Manhattan, they say, is in a great location in New York. They also have locations in LA, San Francisco, Boston, Dallas, Detroit, and many other top cities in the U.S. Uh, you know, we talk all the time about these EV companies and going the di direct-to-consumer route. They need brand awareness and they need to get their vehicles out in front of people for test drives and to see the car up close. So I think this helps with that. So definitely uh, liking GGPI and Polestar here. And then as Mitch said at the top of the show, we did get news out from a former SPAC getting a letter from the FDA. So this is Owlet, WLT. This is the company that makes the smart sock monitors for babies. We've talked about them several times. We had them on the show earlier this year. So on October 1st, the company received a warning letter from the FDA. In that warning letter, it says that the Owlet smart sock product um, is a medical device that requires pre-market clearance from the FDA. And Outlet has not received FDA approval. So the warning letter requests company cease commercial distribution of the smart sock. So again, it doesn't uh, require, it says it recommends that they stop selling the sock. Um so the stock is used for measuring blood oxygen levels, pulse rate, and, and other items. So this warning letter, again, saying, hey, please stop selling the sock. Benzinga has reached out to Outlet to get more uh, comments from the company to find out if they plan on stop selling the smart sock, if they're able to sell it without certain designations, 
and what their plan is going forward if they do plan on getting FDA clearance. Shares are down 22% today. I mean, this is big news. This is a SPAC now trading under $5. And this FDA clearance letter is a really big deal and could be a a big negative for them, uh, depending on what they decide to do going forward. And we do have one deal announced this morning. This was a small one in the biotech space. So Moon Lake Immunotherapeutics going public with Helix Acquisition, that ticker HLXA. So they are a clinical stage biotech company focused on creating next level therapy, inflammatory skin and joint disorders. Company valued at $620 million, $115 million pipe on the deal. And then we do have three merger votes this week as we look at our October calendar. And I will have the complete October SPAC merger calendar out on the Benzinga site later today. So check out on Benzinga.com or you can look at my Twitter and I will share it when that is published. Today's merger vote is LSAQ, LifeSci Acquisition 2 Corp with Science 37. That's a life sciences company valued at over a billion dollars. Shares are at 978, already passed the redemption phase. This one could see heavy redemption. And then we have tomorrow for ITAC with Arb Robotics. That's the 4D imaging radar company. And then also STWO with ESS Tech, which is a long-range battery company. Um, Their batteries used to support renewables and stabilize the electric grid. Um, This is an interesting one that I have actually looked at more recently. Shares at 950 today. Um, Again, all three of these could see heavy redemption. They are past that redemption deadline. But keep an eye out. Um, We'll see uh, what kind of movements we get later this week. That's what I've got for headlines. Mitch, uh, any thoughts on the Owlet news? So OWLT, you know, we we read company, so we are still waiting to hear back. They got that warning letter, which right now is just, you know, asking them to stop selling the sock. So it doesn't, you know, definitively say, hey, you can't sell the sock, although I pretty much think that's what they mean. Um, what do you think, though? Do you think they could be able to maybe just sell the sock, you know, without the blood oxygen levels and maybe just the heart rate or the sleep monitor and still attract parents to this product without those extra designations? Well, this is what I'll do. Uh, I'll, let's take a look at what they advertise here on their site, right? I'm, I'm on outletcare.com straight from their website. And this is what they have, right? Where I'm on the, the outlet smart sock goes for 300 there. Uh, looks like you can buy three smart socks and and uh, get a cam for $25. So looks like they're trying to sell that. Now, here's where I start talking about a little bit more of what's approved. They look like they have an HSA and FSA approval, but you can clearly see they're not an FDA approval, right? And I think that's important there. Um, I don't think they were ever stating that they were F- FDA approved. Um, and now I think just the question is, is do they need that to sell this product, right? I think that's what Chris is bringing up the question. I think that's going to be also important here. Uh, looks like it does. I mean, it has won some awards before. Uh, so I'm pretty sure for those awards to be given, they had to do a little bit of research, um, definitely. But 
I mean, I think this is just going to be a battle of what really is acceptable in these products. And I think this is the first one really to come more into question. What are you thinking, Chris? Yeah, I mean, this one surprises me. You know, Mitch, look at that site. They they advertise it and all the things it does. They also have won all those awards that you showed, right? This mm-hmm. is a top parent choice. Like, I've seen this on, you know, parent blogs, in parent magazines. Um, it's a top seller, I think, on, like, Amazon, Babies R Us, um, you know, all these different baby stores, right? So all those places are selling it, knowing exactly what the company does. To me, I wonder why it took so long for the FDA to send this letter, right? What prompted this? Why did the FDA not send the letter before? Um, Again, they don't advertise that this is FDA approved. I don't know if Owlette thought or knew that they needed clearance for some of these designations. So to me, I I think the big question here is, does Owlette, you know, take it off the market, get that clearance and then sell it again? Or do they try to sell the product without the designations and, you know, just avoid the FDA clearance? I don't know what could be better. Obviously, you know, short-term financials would get hit if they took it off the market. But I think in the long run, getting that clearance could definitely uh, help. But, uh, I mean, we hit 375 this morning on these shares, Mitch. They did bounce back a little bit. But I'm following this, right? Because, again, Parents are willing to spend the money and parents were willing to spend the money on this product without it saying FDA approved in big flashy letters before. Right. So I think parents will continue to buy these products. Um, So I just want to see this FDA, you know, item get taken care of and I'll let continue to grow. The other thing, you know, when we had them on the show was they were trying to diversify into other segments like telehealth and other areas those areas likely will also require FDA approval, right? In order to be a telehealth company. So mm-hmm. I think they're going to have to work, you know, hand in hand with the FDA regardless. So uh, they they might be better off here just, uh, you know, taking this off the market and uh, getting FDA clearance. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure if that's the way they're going to go, Chris, but I, I mean, definitely FDA clearance makes sense now. I mean, one thing that I will state, I mean, they do have the data to back it up now, I think. Uh, It says here they have 4.24 trillion heartbeats monitored to date. And so with that being said, I think that the data is there to take it to the FDA. And and now it's kind of a a matter of a a process in how long that's going to take. One thing that could happen is like being mentioned also in the chat, I could see something like where they maybe change their wording a little bit, sell the product for the time being and look for FDA approval. Um, I could see that happening over the next kind of, I'd just say maybe two years or something like that. So you'd have to think of a long-term outlook, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to start looking at this one and start trying to average into this one. Because one thing I could also see is if this thing goes down to, let's say, three, two dollars, why wouldn't someone maybe step up that's like a bigger product owner, like maybe even a, a bigger company that makes baby products and then just takes this under their belt? Um, I, I could see uh, acquisition coming into here, coming into play with such a evaluation that's coming down low. Uh, I'm going to look at this one because I tell you the truth, I like the product. So I'm just wondering when to really start dipping my toes in. But I might start dipping my toes in underneath four, then look to add at two. 
so that if I do get an average down, I'm looking at somewhere between three dollars of risk down towards zero bankruptcy. I, I don't I don't see this as a bad look to maybe get a discount play here. Yeah. And I mean, I think bankruptcy, you know, obviously long term potential, you know, negative worst case scenario. I mean, you said it right when you read from their site, how many heartbeats they, they've monitored. I think their data alone and their customer base alone would be worth, you know, a company acquiring, right? Mm-hmm. To, to have that customer base, to have, you know, that data. So I, I think, as you said, the risk reward could be uh, real nice here. So I'll be watching this thing today to see if we dip below $4 again. Um but again, as a parent, I think there's definitely a need for a product like this. And we'll we'll have to wait out the, the FDA clearance here and see what happens. We'll see what happens with this one. Warrants will be at three cents, John says. Well, hey, let's just say there's a reason why I've told you guys, be careful with those warrants out there. Be careful. All right, let's go ahead. Let's move forward from Owlette. We'll move out of that. We'll take a look at our watch list, see what's moving out in the market. And, of course, we'll talk a little bit of some top SPACs. You guys hit the like, and we'll be back with the watch list. All right, so I will let you know that, guys, there isn't so many – I mean, there isn't too much to talk about here, but we'll we'll talk on the bright side of things and and try to give a positive outlook here. But one that I did want to bring up, Chris, that I even got mentioned on Money Mitch. I don't know if they're out there in the chat. Let me know if you're there. I told you on Friday, hey, ask Chris on Monday. What's going on? Because I didn't know. Let's take a look here. SPIR. What's huge turnaround in this one, man. I didn't even understand why I first started moving in the first place, but can you explain me? Do you know what happened, Chris? Yeah, they have. Uh, I'm trying to remember what the news was now because it was a partnership with. Uh... Okay, so on Tuesday last week, they had a partnership with Space Chain mm-hmm. to demonstrate blockchain technology in space. I mean, talk about two trendy topics, right? Space. Uh... And blockchain. blockchain with space trade. <laughs> blockchain and space. I mean, it seems like something you wouldn't have thought of years ago, but hey, it, I mean, it's something very uh, possible in the future. So I think this was a move based on that news. Um, but again, I, I do like the space segment. I do like Spire Global. They have some good partnerships. Uh, again, they're trying to do like a space as a service data play, right? So they're going to provide data to companies. Mitch, you and I talk a lot of times about data and how important it is. And also these, you know, SaaS plays, these, you know, uh, recurring revenue, right? So they're going after that market where they're going to get and gain that data in space. And then they're going to sell it to companies. So I I like it. And imagine if they could actually do blockchain in space, right? And if there is something there. Could be a growth driver, you know, long term, probably not necessarily in the short term, but definitely something to watch. All right. I'll pay paying attention to this one because, I mean, it turned around. I didn't know what the story was. So if you if you came from Money Mitch, well, there you go. You got your story. That's why you come to the SPACs attack, man. Let's keep going. Let's take a look here. What do we see out there? I see DCRC, Decarb. 
the carb up let's take a look here at that chart see what we're seeing it looks like we're seeing a pullback from 1050 a lot of these have been kind of pulling back from the move that we were seeing which was giving me ideas that we were into another spac wave but big returns right now chris is this kind of what you're seeing out there in the environment yeah the other thing with dcrc here mitch is this is solid power which is a battery play Remember QuantumScape, right? We've been talking about mm -hmm. QuantumScape and how QS is gaining interest and has been running. This is a competitor to QuantumScape. So with QuantumScape shares up, I think maybe that's why DCRC is getting some more interest here because essentially they're going public with a much lower valuation than QuantumScape. So if they can do better technology or get to market quicker, DCRC is one I've had on my radar as a EV battery play explains why we've gotten some pop re recently and also i think it just followed qs now qs also kind of doing the lead here um and we'll pay attention to see what happens with qs but qs is also breaking down that big leap that it did up it went all the way up to almost 30 now coming back down through the gap probably uh, my test back down towards 21 we'll see what happens with qs and some of these movers let's keep going into another one here Looks like I'm seeing Bridgetown, Bridgetown, two holdings up. Not too bad. I mean, there's some volume in here. Uh, is there any news on this one, Chris? I haven't seen any news. This yeah, one had a, see had a rumor before um, with uh, Property Guru, which is a you know property Ooh. company over in Southeast Asia. But that deal has not been formally announced. So maybe it's getting closer. Um, but... Yeah, I, I don't know why that one's moving today. You know, it's one thing I can commonly see here, Chris, is that a lot of the ones that we do have slightly up, what are they? They're at that 990, at that that 996, 970 mark, just hanging out underneath 10. Then when we look here down towards the losers, what are we going to see? We're going to see some that are up above 10, looking to keep moving. If not, what do you see? You see hugely below 10 like let's say three dollars four dollars and so this gives you that idea that there are some that are turning back down on the downside and there's some that are hanging out near that ten dollar level where you can actually take some risk to return here um i'll point out here one that did turn around significantly that i was looking to see if they were going to put out any nft news but doesn't look like that's what's going to happen here Chris, and it looks like there was even a buy rating. Somebody got caught here. Luke Capital was like, yeah, I see the stock going up, $29. Let's go for it. Oh, nope. Got to be quicker than that. That's what they said today. Down 7.8%. Coming back down towards 22s. Looks like it could head towards the $20. This is one that's actually held pretty well, I think, Chris, because I think we would have thought it would be back down by 10 because I haven't heard any news come out of Playboy in a long time. Have you heard anything, Chris? No, I haven't heard anything since they announced that uh, acquisition, right? Didn't they? They acquired like a e-commerce lingerie mm -hmm. company, I think. Um, but yeah, I think they'll have earnings. Uh, it looks like the Benzinga Pro calendar is estimating earnings in November from Playboy. Okay. So we're getting closer, right, to getting some news from them and. I mean, yeah, Mitch, I'd love to see some NFT news out of Playboy. But I mean, really, since they launched that first one, they, they haven't really updated their NFT play uh, plans. And remember, this was a company 
that kind of got that cherry on the top, right? Where the shares increased as it became an NFT play and the NFT play's kind of gone away from it now. So, I mean, look at that chart. So uh, without NFT news, I mean, I don't know here. I did see the Playboy calendars are out, Chris. Could be a (laughs) revenue driver. That's the catalyst. Could be a revenue driver. I'm sure it is. I'm not sure sure it is. Uh, Maybe someone in the chat has one. Who knows? Let's keep going. Let's get into the next one. TMC there. The metals, Chris, the metals looks like it's going down to the seafloor here. But but what about those FinTwit people that told me that TMC was going to $35 a share? What happened to that, Mitch? Because I, 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 I thought think we were hitting the guys, 35. They're the guys jumping in right now trying to just dig up the seafloor because they don't see the company there right now. So they thought themselves jumping in might save the company. Can't blame them. They might as well jump in with the Titanic because this is this is uh this is a negative look here from $13, Chris. That's where we really started this downturn all the way back down towards $4 bouncing there, then heading back down a little bit closer towards the 428s. We'll see what happens here, Chris. It doesn't look good for TMC. Yeah, and I mean we we talked about this, right? We warned people, Mitch. I mean, this is one where you know, shares got hot, right? Because it got heavy redemption. It became a low float play. But how long does the low float play last? It doesn't last forever. And you will see more shares get get into the float of this company as the pipe gets unlocked, as warrants get called, as they do share offerings. I would not be surprised at all if TMC does a share offering soon. I mean, this is a company that needs money to complete their plan, right? They want to mine metals off the seafloor. That's not going to be cheap, right? You can't just, you know, dive down with your scuba gear on to get these metals, right? You need a whole business, a whole platform. So TMC, uh, you know, I- I'm staying away right now. We'll, we'll see in a couple of years uh, what's going on with this. Mitch, I got one for you to pull up. Um, we, we talked about space. How about RKLB? Okay. So Rocket, so Rocket Lab. This was a high flyer over the past month, but we're falling today, but it looks like we're holding pretty well um, that $14 line. What can you tell me about support on RKLB? Because this is one that's been on my radar for a while and I'm liking it and I'm wondering where could be a good stab at RKLB. Well, one thing is we've had uh, kind of one cut through the lows, two cut through the lows. Look for another cut down here, somewhere between underneath 14, going towards 13, and then coming back around through 16 on the bullish side. But one thing that I'd point out on Rocket is I'll call it the space indicator or SPCE indicator. I say look for that one to turn back around because I think when you heard about the news that, hey, all right, well, they're, they're not getting hit anymore by the by the FAA. Um, now we'll see what happens with them from here, right? Because this was this was looking like it, it wanted to become a rocket itself and then came back down to earth, right? So we'll, we'll see what happens with SPCE. And I think this is the one you got to watch for to turn back around to the positive side, then you'll start seeing Rocket start making that move back up. And they could move hand in hand. I say you pay attention to both of them. Uh, Looks like we're getting a shout out in the chat for a little bit of a tip life. Looks like somebody wants us getting at least our little tip. We'll take the little tip. And and I don't know if we should 
really jump into this, but let, let's take a look. What, what do we got here? We got SHCR. Yeah, so SHCR is share care. This is one match that's okay. gotten hammered, right? So I, I'm yeah, so we're at 736. We're down eight percent today. I, I mean, you look at the last month and this thing has traded even the last three months, this thing has traded under 950 consistently, right? It's been a while yeah. since we've seen ten dollars. I do like the story, right? Because this is a company helping people with mental health disorders, right? Mm -hmm. It's the telehealth play for mental health. They also have that brand awareness. I don't know if you've seen the commercials, Mitch, but Michael Phelps, uh, I think Demi Lovato, right? So some big names. I mean, if you read anything about sports and celebrities right now, you're seeing a lot of them speak out about mental health. So, you know, when does a company like this really gain that footing from being a peer play mental health play? And also, are they an acquisition target from like a teledoc or another telehealth company? Or can those companies launch their own mental health platforms, right? That's the thing. Does ShareCare have anything proprietary or do they just have, you know, the first entry to the market and those celebrities involved? So, uh, something to watch with share care. But again, I, I like the story and the fact that they're helping people. But as far as fundamentals and financials go, I think they are a little ways out here from really turning around. Yeah, this is one that I try to look at the weekly to show a little bit more of what you see here. And you see what, guys? You see kind of more of a flag pattern on the downside. This is a bear flag. Uh, you could say that it tried to break out of the flag bear. Um, if you drew it like that early on and then it broke out, came back into the flag play, I I would be looking for another move back down to 650s. Uh, you want to see kind of sideways period with this one and then get it back above $9. Uh, looks like it really rejected when it got up there. Big thing on the monthly is you see it coming back down towards these wicks. Um, that's why I wouldn't want to play with it right now unless it really holds really quickly back above 750. For right now, I think it's still heading back down towards the lows. Uh, we'll see when this one turns around. Not not the best looking chart right now for me on a monthly chart. All right, let's keep going. Let's go into the chart, into the uh, into the chat here. Let's see what we got out there. Sorry, we'll wait for positive earnings. Yeah, I think that's something that you definitely got to play there. Wordplay game is on fire today. Hey. I tried there with a the little space play. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Smash the like, like Sue says. Let's keep it going. Everything is down. Don't worry, Mark. I won't catch you with your pants down either. Let's keep going. Let's get into it. I bought more hut. <laughs> Look at Carl looking into some blockchain. Hey, that's what you got to do sometimes. You got to take some other plays out there. I know I got stopped out in some of my reopening plays today chris with that being said i'll bring up a reopening trade that i thought possibly could get hot but i'm thinking right now it's probably a not let's take a look here bfi one that you and i have talked about in, in the past that we looked for an upside look you know sometimes chris and i are going to be wrong and and we admit when we're wrong and we also admit when we're probably right too you know hey gotta give yourself a pat on the back sometimes right so let's take a look here what are we seeing bfi coming back down we did get a little pop when we talked about it last time that was that was the ride up that we got chris but guess what we're actually below those price point when we called that little move up where are we going to with bfi and what are you thinking about restaurants overall 
Yeah, I mean, the the reopening restaurants, I think, is still, it's a tough-to-call market, right? I mean, Mitch, I know even going to, like, fast food restaurants, a lot of them are still closed inside, right? You're counting heavily on drive-through traffic, delivery traffic. And that was part of my thesis here with BurgerFi, right, was they are catering to delivery. They're building their stores. They have drive-through lanes catering to delivery, those third-party, you know, uh, um, services that bring food to your house. I I still like this story. They have earnings, hopefully in November. I'll I'll be following to see what we get out of the company, right? How are the new stores performing? How are their old stores performing? And are they still going to continue their expansion of opening new stores this year? Or has the pandemic set them back? The other uh, restaurant reopening one, I saw someone mention in the chat, Mitch, FST. Um, I I don't remember who it was. So FST, um, Martin. Martin asking for FST multiple times here. So FST is the Fertitta Entertainment Restaurants, right? So this Mm -hmm. is your Bubba Gump Shrimp, your Morton Steakhouse, um, you know, a couple different chains. Okay. I, I like it. They're a little bit higher end price point, which, and they're, they're as I just said with BurgerFi, right? This is the opposite. These are restaurants that rely what? Heavily on dine-in guests. So I don't know if I love this one yet. They do own a sizable stake of Golden Nugget Gaming Online, right? Did you um, say sizable stake? Yeah, sizable steak, no pun intended, but Mitch, good call out. That, that was pretty good. If I would have planned that, I, I mean, they're a steakhouse brand. But the question for me is they're going to they're gonna own, they're either going to get cash or DraftKings shares, right? When that DraftKings steak goes through, I said steak again. Um, so what, what are they going to do? Are they going to hold those DraftKings shares or are they going to sell them? And if they sell them, what are they going to do with all that money, right? Are they going to acquire another restaurant business? Are they going to build out their own restaurants? Or is this a restaurant company that maybe could pay dividends in the future? So FST has been on my watch. It's a little bit pricey for me here at $12.52. I would have liked to grab this one at $10. But the reopening of restaurants, I just don't know, Mitch, if we're fully there yet until A, fast food places open indoors, and B, there's a worker shortage still, right? Restaurants can't hire people. There it is. Yeah, uh, labor issues. So if you're a restaurant and you can't hire people, it hurts your customer satisfaction. It hurts your timeliness, right? And, and that affects your top line and your bottom line. So keep an eye out on this trade. Mitch, you said reopening. What about um, there is a merger vote this month for uh, Vivid Seats, HZAC. Um are we fully to that level yet where people are going to concerts? Um, What's the ticker again? So H-Z-A-C. Horizon. Yep. Oh, Horizon. There you go. Yep. So are we to the point where people are going to concerts or concerts selling out? That's a trend to watch, right? We saw Live Nation shares start to run earlier this year on the reopening. Vivid Seats, they rely more on sports tickets mm. than concerts. And Mitch, if you're following college football, I think you've seen that people and pro football, right? That people are going to games. Those yeah. seats are full. So slammed. This is one that I'm watching this month with that merger vote. I, I wonder if we dip below ten dollars after the merger. 
Um, and that's where I'll be looking is to maybe get shares under $10 post-merger on HZAC. Yeah, definitely one that we start going back towards the trend that we were looking for. I would look for myself, Chris. And I mean, I myself already have looked up some tickets on Vivid Seats uh, for their coming up. I got uh, Nuggets versus Miami Heat coming to November 6th. And I'm trying to get front row seats, man. So the best way to do that is usually to scalp it off of a season ticket holder, right? I mean, you're not going to probably go straight towards the ticket, uh, let's say ticket master, to try to get unless you're going through their, their season ticket kind of resale. And so we'll see what happens with this one, Chris. I'll see if I get that dip down. I'll be looking for the same thing. All right, Chris, let's go ahead and let's talk a little bit more about some top SPACs that are out there. What are we expecting towards? So I'm going to go first and I'm going to call out maybe one or two and then I'll let you kind of call out one or two. Uh, First one I'm going to take a look at is one that I expect in the long run, just one that hasn't ever turned away. And so sometimes we got to find those that, I mean, I can clearly say I just don't expect it back down below $10 anytime soon and if it ever did i think we'd all go crazy at the opportunity so let's take a look at mp materials let's go let's go to mp here all right mp materials here we are pulling back so i will let you know this one is on a big pullback right now but i do like the chart and that's why i'm starting to call it out here so if we take a look here at the weeklies i think we're heading back down closer towards this support here of 29 but anywhere between 30 and about 27.50 i do like this stock it has made multiple approaches to break through 40 has gone to a high of 51.77 and i'm going to be looking for it to come back down to support here all eight for my benzinga pro users and we'll look to see if it finds support somewhere there at 2750, 2815s. And then we'll look for that move right back up through 40s and continuing a move through 50. For 2022 is when I'll say that would happen. But I'll be looking for this to kind of transition into a support and then make its way back up towards the resistance. This is my one of my calls, MP Materials. And uh, I'll let you go with one, one here, Chris. What, what are you thinking? And then I'll drop in with one of my own. Yeah, you know, it's so tough to, to pick one. I continue to like um, TDAC. So lottery.com and sports.com. Mitch, I don't know if you've paid attention. I mean, I used to buy lottery tickets, right, for Powerball and Mega Millions. Powerball <laughs> is at a, a record, right? What happens when these jackpots hit records? People buy a crap ton of tickets, yes, right? Yes, yes. So a company like Lottery.com, I think that could really help their financials, right? Because as more people are buying tickets online, a major jackpot like that is a big catalyst for them, right? It's a positive. People are going to buy lottery tickets. Maybe I even, you know, take a dab at these lottery tickets uh, with Powerball at highs. But this is a company, you know, again, online lottery and they own sports.com. We saw what Fubo, what just happened with Fubo, right? Fubo shares had gotten slammed, but they launched that sports book and finally started that sports book integration and shares started going up again. That's what happens when companies that say they're going to do sports betting start to do sports betting, right? It's a major catalyst, a major win. So once lottery.com actually announces their sports betting plans and starts them, 
I think that's a, a, a win and a catalyst here. So TDAC, I continue to like. Yeah, keep it on watch. We'll see what happens if it gets out of this 13 to 11 range. It's just stuck in that range. I would like to see it break out of that range and see it get that upside look. We'll see what happens with that one. And next one to mention, and I mean, man, it, it, it's it's a hard one to mention here because one thing that you're starting to see is that you, you have a lot of these EVs and these LiDAR ones that look good and all of a sudden turn back around. Like for a while there, I was starting to think, oh, well, LAZR, right? And then if you look what happens, we're still getting that red monthly candles, right? I've been waiting for these to turn around. These are definitely on my radar for the next year. I can tell you that right now. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to look further out in time and I'll come back to them at that moment. But for me right now, one of the things you got to look at is what can happen going into the end of the year. And so with that being said, I'm just going to stay on what some sports plays. So I actually just went after SEAH. Uh, this is going to be one that I'm going to take a shot on. Why? Because I've been seeing the volume come in it. And if I see the volume, you guys know sometimes I try to follow the volume here. Uh, so this is what I'm seeing here. Sideways action. Trend line coming back down, and you guys know how I like to draw out here. So this is what we're seeing right now. We've seen multiple pops trying to get above, and even a pop that went above never closed above. So that's the next thing. We could see pullbacks to even, let's say, 987s. That's kind of the, the, the line in the sand. If it breaks that, it could go down towards 970. But we want to see a nice lift above 1030s and a big push through 11s. I think that you need to see some news come out for this to happen. But for some reason, yeah, uh, last week, we started really getting a lift. If you can see right here, it just trades 200,000, 300,000, 500,000. Then all of a sudden, we start going to 900,000, 1 million, 1.5 million. 3 million shares traded. That's when I started getting interested in this one and I took my shot in the SEAH. We'll see what happens from here. If it does break the 987s, I'll probably be stopping out. I actually have a stop place right now at 980s. Why? Because if it does go down there, guess what, guys? I don't want to be caught with the bag. That's not what the idea is here. The idea is for the stock to make a rip. If it doesn't make the rip, you got to go ahead and know where you're going to sell it and get out of the trade. Mitch, I hope the chat's ready for this because uh, I can say that I also went long SEAH last whoa, whoa. week. I was able to grab shares at $10. I love that price point, right? $10 floor here. Uh, sports betting. I mean, this is Supergroup. This is Betway. They have not completed the merger yet. There is not a date. So this is in my IRA because I think we're going to take a little bit of time here, right? We need to get mm -hmm. through the merger. We need to get changed over to the new ticker, the new name. So I'm holding for the long here because I think once they are a peer play sports betting company, there is huge upside, right? Look at other sports betting peer plays. Look at Rush Street. Look at Genius. Look at DraftKings. None of these come down below that $10 price point, right? They all trade higher. Golden Nugget right there. I mean, people want peer play sports betting companies. It, it is a high growth area. Once SEAH completes that merger, I think those shares are going to be very attractive to people. Um, they, they have strong relationship with the NFL that we know very well from having Eric on our show. 
So Mitch, I like SEAH. Um, I also like the other sports betting ones, right? I don't know if you saw this, Mitch. I mean, I know I was hoping the Buccaneers would cover the spread last night, but 90 some <laughs> percent of people bet on the Bucks to win by seven or more points, right? They yep. didn't. So what happens? Sports betting companies cleaned up, right? They made so much money this weekend because some of the favorites that were heavily bet on lost or didn't cover the spread. That's a win for sports betting companies that already have these razor thin margins, right? Because of your customer acquisition costs. Mm-hmm. If they can put together some big weekends like they had this past weekend, I think earnings could be real good. This is what you always got to look out for, guys. So we're going to be watching DraftKings to see if it holds its support. Always draw some lines. Draw for yourself. See where you expect stocks to hold and go back to seeing what happened at that point. Last time we got towards this point was right around here, around the 43 mark. We recovered up towards the 51s, 52s. If you guys remember, this is where I traded it at was 51s. It eventually went towards the price point that I was looking at, which was a $60 price point. Uh, Then turned around from that 64 high. What we're going to look to see is if this one can find that weekly support. So it's coming right into that, going to run right into that around 47 or 46. I'd be looking for this to turn back around on the upside. If not, it could head down towards a major support going down towards 40, but I don't see much lower than that. RSI is one that I do see can pull back right now, Chris. Now be careful with this one because we've had seen a massive run up. So what I'm looking for RSI is either they get the news and the stock goes slightly above, maybe to 22. I could see them getting that news acquisition. Um, let's see what happens. If, if news comes out that there isn't going to be a deal, this one could also come back down, I think, closer towards 17 and 15. If it does get to 15, I'd be interested again to get in this one. As you guys know, I sold this one at 14. Still to this day, like, ah. Should have got back in at 11s. I was looking for 11s. It went to to 12 and went right back through those levels. We'll see what happens now that we've gotten it to do kind of these three pushes. Um, I always look for like the drives. Look how look how this one, uh, it drove up here. It drove up here. And then it drove up right here. I think maybe you get one more drive towards 22. But after that, you should see a little bit of a pullback. We'll see if it gets back towards somewhere in this $15 area. That's a great call out, RSI, Mitch, because when you look at that chart, a lot of that valuation in the recent run-up is baked in from an acquisition, right? Sorry, so, yeah. Baked. What happens if they don't get acquired? Or I mean, again, I think they get acquired, but the question is how quickly. We're mm-hmm. in the middle of the NFL and college football season. To me, I think an acquisition would have happened before that, right? You, you want to close that deal before these major sports betting events because you want that extra, you know, catalyst. If a deal gets announced now, I just think it, it kind of takes attention away from whatever company acquires Rush Street, right? So unless if it's a company not already in the sports betting space, so maybe if like, remember how like ESPN wants to get into sports betting, um, what's uh, the new uh, Fanatics, right? Mm-hmm. If it's a company like that, I could see the play right now. But for like a DraftKings or a Penn or someone like that to acquire Rush Street, I just don't think it's going to happen right now in the middle of the football season. Again, that's just my opinion. But I think, as Mitch said, we could see a pullback on RSI because a lot of that is baked in already. And I just don't know if we're going to get an acquisition this quarter. 
All right, one to call out that I might take a shot on, Chris, just because I could get my $10 back is BHSE. Why? Because, I mean, we're starting to reach that year point, right, Chris? Yeah, BHSE, I actually own uh, warrants in this one, I think, Mitch, because they, they were super cheap a while back. Yeah. I mean, this is a company looking at the sports industry and it's, you know, sports franchises, sports entertainment, media, sports betting. It could be any of those. But yeah, the deadline, I'm not sure. I'll have to do some digging to see, but it has been around for a while. So good call out there. Um, And again, it's the 17th of December. I mean, we'll have to verify that, but I believe it would be the 17th of December. And so you're you're talking about what? They got to... Uh, two months, a quick two months to, to get this done. We'll see what happens here. Uh, but I mean, I, I just always look at these as if they're under 10 and they haven't talked. I mean, why not take a shot, right? All right, let's go ahead. We'll be wrapping up here, guys. Like always, you guys look it up. We'll see what happens with the maps. Maps is interesting because it's been holding the 14 support. We'll see what happens in the cannabis industry. I know there was talks last week um, and the week prior, I think, uh, about, of course, the banking and kind of how they could be thrown in with another bill. Um, Look for that. News for that to come out. And guess what? Maps will start moving. I'll tell you that much. Uh, We'll pay attention towards this one. Looks like it's created a really good bottom at 14. We could see it rip through 16 with good catalysts. Let's pay attention to this. Because if not, I mean, hey, next thing you know, it's at 18. I'll keep watching maps too. It's actually getting interesting for me. I like that chart, like this bottoming action multiple times to break down. Big volume coming in. We now got slightly above that, holding it sideways. It looks like someone is in here and looking for an upside move in maps. All right, that's going to do it for us, Chris. Did you know nearly all stock price changes of 10% or more result from a single news headline? That's right. News headlines have a unique ability to drive stock prices up or down. These news catalysts create trading opportunities every day. All you need is a little help to reach out and take them. And if you're looking to grow your portfolio, it doesn't matter if your investment budget is small or big. An easy-to-read stream of news headlines will increase your opportunities to profit from price changes in the stock market, consolidate a knowledge-based investment strategy, and grow your portfolio. All you need is Benzinga Pro and its powerful news alerts, price tracking, and portfolio monitoring to make a positive change in your trading performance. We've already helped thousands of retail traders across the world, and they could not be happier. Increase your market knowledge, boost your exposure to big movers, and make informed trades before major price changes. The opportunities are all around you. Subscribe now, and we'll skyrocket your portfolio today.